ladies and gentlemen, we are on episode number 10, if you can believe it. And I am super excited. I have a, another shard owner on today by the name of Plato. And I really appreciated this conversation for uh, a few reasons, but um, I wanted to kind of record this intro and just kind of give you guys some of the feedback I've gotten. I really appreciate the people that reach out to me just randomly on Discord, email, whatever. Um, I've gotten just a ton of positive, you know, responses and comments. So we're going to keep going full steam ahead here. Um, I, I really think this is doing a great service to the UO community because you'll hear Plato and I kind of uh, touch on this, but the fact that, you know, we, we really, there, there seems to be a need to unify, you know, the UO kind of community as a whole that there's really no sense in building silos, right, around different shards or things because ultimately there's only so many players, right? And I, I think the agreement, at least when I talk with Plato, I know Owen had the same um, agreement that play where you want, right? I mean, play wherever it makes sense for you. There, there's no, I don't believe there's a, really a wrong answer here. You know, it's all subjective. You know, oh, I like this shard because of whatever reason. Um, so I, I really am enjoying this and, and I'm trying to keep it um, really non-biased, you know, in, in all of the interviews. Um, and I think Plato has a real good head on his shoulders given the long history that hybrid has both good and bad. And he even, you know, will say that in there. Um, I, I really am impressed of what I've seen um, by the hybrid. I will just say administration. Um, I really think these guys, uh, and I'm going to say just the people I've spoken with, you know, Plato, Lippy, Ruthless, they really seem to care, um, you know, and, you know, it's very important for, for, you know, the listeners and everyone who maybe doesn't know about UO understand, you know, these guys aren't being paid tens of thousands of dollars a month or something. This is not a huge conglomerate, you know, corporate shop. These are people that are very passionate about UO and want to see this thing, you know, continue. So, you know, I, 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 I really implore you guys, if you're not playing UO, Pick it up, try it out. People will help you. Um, and without further ado, you know, I really want to kick this off and, um, you know, let you guys listen. And please contact me if you all have any feedback, any uh, any ideas you have. Um, you know, I am more than willing to uh, listen and, and, and I'm definitely responding on Discord. Uh, just a reminder, I am streaming on Twitch. I do stream Ultima Online pretty much exclusively at this point um that may change in the future if i try another game but um right now i am heavily in uo so you can find me on twitch under mustache gaming uh tx you can also find me i'm on discord um and i'm, I'm pretty much everywhere so all right guys i really hope you enjoy this episode all right thanks all right guys joining me today i have the one and only Plato, and I think this is going to be a roller coaster, and I'm I'm super excited that Plato's here. 
Um, so first of all, Plato, thank you for joining me and taking time. Absolutely. Um, glad to be here. Yeah. So I want you to kind of introduce who you are, you know, what you do right now. And then I want to go right into kind of your history, your personal history of UO. Okay. Well, I'm Plato, formerly known as Sanchin. Uh, I'm the current owner of Hybrid, uh, the main developer. Try to keep everything, keep the lights on, keep everything progressing forward. And how long have you been the owner? About three years now. Three years. Okay, got it. And is is this been your only shard, or what? What is your history with, let's say, the free shard community? Yeah, I mean, honestly, this is. Uh, I've dabbled with some other ones, like as a player, but sure. as far as free shards go, Hybrid is the only one I've ever really been to. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, so walk us through now how you were introduced to UO. Like, let's go way back, dial-up days, whatever it is, right? And and kind of walk us through that. Way back. So I think, well, my brother got me into it twice is what really what happened. The first time, he let me log into his account way back when, when I was like maybe 10. Wow. And uh, I played on the test center for like two days. And it was really just me walking around, seeing like all this armor because everyone's just creating things, just dumping it on the ground, right? Right. And then the last thing that I remember doing was uh, making the mistake of going to a moon gate and then going through bucks and instantly dying from a fire. <laughs> oh yeah, because they would they would cast it right on the gate, yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, Seth, I want you to really make everyone understand what kind of computer were you using? Oh man, is you know. <laughs> You know those generic computers that come uh they're just they weren't really white but they were like that beige cream type color, you and know? Did it have a turbo button? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay, we're so we're dating ourselves. Got it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's old man, those big old C- CRT monitors. Right, dude. And I will tell you as a side note, I think the CRT was Great for the consumer, but real crappy for businesses because they lasted forever. Yeah, <laughs> they never seriously. broke. <laughs> seriously, I don't think I'm sure none of them are broken now. They're just they just got thrown away because something better right. came out. They still worked. Oh yeah. So okay. So you're 10 years old. So what now? You're on test center. So how did you evolve? What shard did you kind of go into, or you know, what, what did you pick? Well, I didn't really pick anything. So. That was like my first interaction. It was real brief. I mean, real, real brief. And I never okay. played it again. And then uh, I went to my brother's house and spent the spent some time with him there while he was in college. And that was maybe maybe a year, a couple years later, maybe. Well, okay. he had found Hybrid. So ah, he told okay. me to get on his computer and, you know, he wanted to show me this game that he wanted me to start playing with him. Right. And I was like, okay, cool. So then he told me how to download it and do all this stuff. And I still really didn't get into it. Okay. It wasn't until quite a few late years later that I don't know what happened, but there's just there's something about the game, man, where you just I think yeah. it's really that first kill, you know, that first time you kill someone or you kill something and you can loot everything that that thing had. Right. Oh yeah. Now have you and just you know because I like really to go in a little personal here. Have you played any other MMO, any game like this, or what was your history there? Uh. Only thing that I was really playing at the time, I think, was Diablo 2. Okay, got it. So you've really not been in MMOs. UO was your first kind of yeah, that was, interaction. That was okay. Introduction, yeah. Got it. So that that's super interesting because, and I have a couple of episodes I haven't published yet, but 
nine times out of 10, the people that I talk to, they tell me I got killed instantly and I logged off and I took a, like a year before I came back to the game. <laughs> That's a very common <laughs> answer. I mean, it's um, fair. It's a rough game, man. It's yeah. brutal. Right. Okay. So you jump right. That's super interesting. So you jump right into hybrid. So do you, so this is really fascinating. Do you, at this point when you're on hybrid, you don't really understand trammel then, right? You don't understand. I didn't even know that existed. Wow. Okay. So what was your take when you started on hybrid? Like what, what was your opinion on it? I don't know. It was fascinating, you know, I mean, cause you played Diablo two and sure you see a lot of people in like the starting lobby and you can play right. with up to like what, six players. Right. But then you log in and you see all these people just wandering around <laughs> causing mayhem, you know, it's, it's just a totally different experience. And and I think too, for everyone listening, um, to give you all a history lesson, and I think you'll know this too, but back then, I mean, hybrid, I remember there being almost 2000 people online. It, it was so far beyond what I ever imagined. I don't know if you remember those days where it would show you, I think, player count. And it was like, I mean, I've never seen something like that, even to this day. Yeah, it was nutty, man. It's, it's, it was something to you just had to really experience firsthand to truly understand the scale of it. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, what kind of like play style did you kind of go into? Uh, I think the very first character I ever really played was uh, was a tank mage. Oh, wow. OK. How did you how did you like that? Did you PVP or murder? What did you go? Yeah, so that's another thing about my UO experience. I never did anything except for PvP. Like I would, like oh, my brother wow. trained me so that way I could help him kill people. That was mm-hmm. really that sure. was really it. Wow, that's so you never really so and I I'm I'm this way as well. I never touched crafting. Did you ever get into crafting at all? No, nah, I can't do it. It's not for me. Right. Okay, I have the same opinion. Um and so you didn't so you only farmed people then. Yep, that's all I ever did, man. And it it's so bad that like I never got into really anything. Like whenever I owned a house, it was a dirt floor with four walls and a chest in the corner. You know, that was it. Right. Yeah. And well, okay. So you'll laugh at me, but I was, uh, I was streaming the other day and someone goes, dude, your bank's a mess. And I'm like, man, (laughs) that's how I operate. (laughs) Like it's, it's total madness. It's complete madness. Um, but like, and I mentioned this in the last one, like I just can't house decorate for anything. I don't know how to do it. I'm just, I don't know. I'm a barbarian. Well, like <laughs> it's, some of the creations that I've seen are just, I don't even know how they think of it. You know, it's phenomenal. Right. Oh yeah. No, it, it's uh it's next level for sure. Um, so, okay. So you're playing a PK. What do you remember what year this is? I think I really started getting into it in 2008. 2000. Okay. I'm going to ask you, cause I, I asked uh, Lippy and Ruthless about this. I don't know if you remember this guy because you're big in PvP. So I don't know if you remember. This had to have been 2010-ish, around that time. There was a dude that PvP'd with, a, with an X-Bow and Explosion Pots. And I don't know if you remember him. I cannot remember this guy's name, but he would basically roll up on you he would hit you with a Vank Expo and you'd be down to like 25 health and then just start chucking potions. That's a very unique play style. It, it, dude, it was I don't know. I don't wild. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever ran into anyone that did that, but I could imagine being hit with the Expo is probably like your worst nightmare. 
Oh yeah, it was just it was so outrageous. Like no one really ever you know did, thought of it, right? And I think that's what I think people miss about UO is the creativity, right? Of like different play styles. Well, there's so much that you can do, and there's so so many different combinations that you can come up with. That like even now I see people do things that I wouldn't have thought of. Oh yeah, you're like man, I never thought about how how do they do that? But yeah, no, I, for sure. So okay, so. You're playing on hybrid. How how did you roll in? I mean, going from just a PvP to owner. I mean, wow. So walk walk us through. How did that all like? How did that happen? Like, how did you move up the ranks? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I just really. I mean, since I got my first two degrees, I really wanted to get into programming. It just seemed yeah. something that was interesting, right? It was just more hands on. It was more creative. And so I just kept pushing that angle and just kept doing everything that I could to learn and right. progress towards that. And then one day I got the opportunity to talk to Ryan. Yeah. And he, I mean, what are you going to do when you have a couple hundred people saying, you know, I can do better. Give me the opportunity. Right. You just kind of shrug it off and <laughs> right. push them to the side. Right. <laughs> so I had been doing that for a while. Like, I mean, a while bothering him. And then one day he just, he finally said, whatever, you know, okay, uh, I'll give you your chance. Okay. And I said, all right, well, let's see where this goes, you know? And then I just never gave up. You know, I just tried my best, did as, did as much as I possibly could that I thought was high enough quality to be accepted. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then it just kept growing from there. So, and, and you know, I like to ask these questions because, you know, it's just not very often we have any owners on here. So, what is something you want people to know about that transition when, when Ryan, you know, hands stuff over to you? What, you know, was there learning experiences that you went through? What are some behind the scenes things that people may have not known about, you know, back then? Uh, well, there was no handholding. So it was really just, you kind of had to figure it out from trial and error. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no, there's no manual you can just pull out and read saying, all right, well, <laughs> right. when this happens, this is what you should do. It's more of you just have to kind of learn from your mistakes, you know, and just hope that people understand that. Okay. And did you like change staff when you took over? Like how, like, you know, I'm thinking takeover, you know, I'm trying to conceptualize. Like how did that work with the current staff or how did that all shake down? So I'm trying to remember who was all there three years ago. I know it was me, Ryan, another guy named Frank, uh, uh, Flipside. Uh, I want to say there was a few other, but they were kind of on their way out already. Like they were just, they've been there for so long. They were just kind of tired of doing sure. it. Yeah. And then I think a few months after the handover happened, they were all gone. And it was, I had to find a completely new set of people. Wow. So, you, I mean, this is literally like you have... And because I really want to want to paint the scene here for everyone. I mean, hybrid, and I have not been refuted yet. And I feel like UO has enough historians and people that perhaps are butthurt all the time. But I, I think hybrid is the longest, I'm going to say, I'm going to put this in air quotes, active shard, right, in existence that I know of. And, yeah. you know, I want everyone to understand listening to this that, you know, he's handing over, I mean, something with so much history that – you know, to start, I think from, I mean, ground up, I mean, walk us through that, man. How was that hard? Was it difficult to trust people? Like how did that go? Difficult to trust. That's one thing that I learned from just looking at the past, you know, Yeah. that the trust is really, is really where the problem lies. Cause I mean, you can invite anyone you want, but what are they going to do with what you give them? You know? 
Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan took a huge risk just allowing me on there for like a trial. So how did that me- work? What was the trial? Well, the trial was I got the code to Salos, uh-huh. and he said, you know, I'll give, I'll let you use, I'll let you see this, and you can fix and update this, and then we'll move from there. Okay. And so I said, okay, that's fine by me. Now that that was my main goal to begin with was just to work on that. And, you know, I really just wanted to work on that more than anything else. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I understand that. So then, you know, once I, I did a whole bunch of changes for that man, I spent a good solid two months neglecting schoolwork, neglecting wow. my real work, everything. You know. Yeah. So I was so interested in it. And then, uh, well, once we did that, which we never even really released, like we, I didn't release that until like six, seven months later, because I got okay. so caught up in the, well, hybrid needs, like the actual <laughs> server needs right. the other stuff done. That's way more important. Yeah, sure. No, that, that I mean, I can, now did, and, and you know, maybe, you know, you can walk through like for today, does Ryan still check in with you or do you send him any sort of like, Hey man, going smooth or how, how does that relationship? Uh, I had a, I texted him maybe two weeks ago and it was, I sent him one sentence. He sent me one sentence and then that's the most we've talked in about two years. Wow. Okay. So really, and this is how I view it, you know, no news is good news is how I can operate. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Okay, good. Cause yeah. And, and I know that sounds so like silly, but you know how it is, right? When people don't hear it from you direct on what's going on behind the scenes, then it's like people assume and all that stuff. So I'm glad we kind of know that there is still a relationship there, you know, and it's still good because because I, I think when he handed it off to you by then, Ryan has already been burned in the past, right? Oh, so many times. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. many times. So, so why you, Plato? Like, what you know? What what did you? It's bring a great to the question. Table? I asked him that exact same thing. He just the way he explained it to me was that he was just ready to focus on you know his career, right. just improve himself in other directions, and he just told me that I was the person that he he had been looking for, and that he thinks I would I can do what hybrid had and what he had in mind for hybrid since he started okay and so you know one of the things i i find super fascinating is can you what is the work-life balance of you know i i'm going to take a wild assumption and assume you're in development and in the development space professionally right right um how do you balance this like you know for the past three years how does that work oh man it's difficult uh I don't know. Like, I mean, there were days where I'd work, go to my real job, you know, for eight, eight, 10 hours a day and then come home and then keep working for another six, seven hours, sleep for about four and then repeat the process for a couple months, you know, until I finished what I was working on. It's. Wow. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not too hard because I enjoy every moment of what I do. Right. But there are times where it's, you know, it's real difficult because I don't do anything else. I feel like. Now, I mean, do you have a family? What is the balance there? Is it just you? Uh, I mean, it's me and my uh, girlfriend now, fiance, but uh, there's okay. no kids or anything. Okay, and and uh, and I'm only asking because, yeah, like that lifestyle is very hard to continue. Yeah, I couldn't you, imagine yeah. doing it. With kids. That would be so difficult. <laughs> okay, cool. So, and you know, and I'm jumping a little bit around, so I apologize, but you know, do you see that you have the work-life balance down like now? So in the future, now you have a fiance, maybe you have a kid in a year, whatever. Do you think you can now sustain this? Yeah, I think I got it figured out now. I mean, I have it to the point where 
there are usually the way I do it is I think about what we're trying to do next, right? Once we right. pinpoint what we want to do and it's set in stone, this is where we're going. Then I'll try to formalize, all right, well, I'm going to work on this part this time and then do this and then try to squeeze this in. And then I'm going to take a break for a day or two and then just right. forget anything about hybrid. As far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist. Yeah, uh, that totally makes sense. Okay. And I asked you this, I think, um, on IM it is super interesting to me. So as an owner, do you still actively, do you play hybrid as a player? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I played, I played a little bit last month, but that was probably the most I've played in three years. Now, and I'm going to ask this because I listened to uh, Gary at uh, an interview like four years ago or something. And he said it was super curious because he would go around like invisible and just watch player interaction. Do you yeah, ever do, do that? Time. All okay. the time. You do. Okay. That's so, okay. So, all right. So in my mind, you know, you're still involved because I don't want people thinking. Yeah, you're just I definitely disconnected. live vicariously. Right. Okay. So what um what do you get from that by seeing player interaction? Do you like watch how a patch you know affects people? What do you pull from those like things? I mean, all of the above, really. I watch how they're what they're doing to to accomplish what I put in is almost always never the way that I think they're going to do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I usually watch it to see if anything weird's happening, and then once once I'm confident that I'm that everything is correct. Then I just kind of watch just, just to see if they'll, how fast it'll take them to do it. Right. Uh, what different ideas they might come up to solve like a puzzle or a problem. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's entertaining to watch people really interact with the things that you created. Yeah. It's almost, I mean, you know, eliminate UO from this. It's, it's almost a huge, like sociable, like interaction, just a, a study almost to how people <laughs> react. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I, yeah, it is kind of like doing research, but I mean, it's it's really interesting to see it from a different point of view because before, you know, as a player, you're going in there and you're solving these things and you're actually playing the game. Yeah. Here, you're analyzing how the game is played. Well, and two, man, as a player, you're always thinking, okay, the staff's corrupt, right? They don't even care. You know, you get this like, I almost say like a, a postal worker syndrome, right? <laughs> you get kind of jaded and... I'll tell you just even just in the short while we've been talking now and talking to other, you know, another owner, the time you guys put into this product, I, I really am glad you walked us through some of that because I mean, you know, you certainly are not, you know, a millionaire from, from being a shard owner. There, there's really not a huge glaring financial incentive, at least I'm just speaking from what I can see. Right. So you really have to have passion behind it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's not, let me tell you, if, if I did, I wouldn't have a job, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly. The of it. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, and, and that's a testament to, you know, and what I mean by that, hopefully people, you know, listening, understand that I, I think owners have a very tough draw of cards because I think no matter what shard, we can all agree you owe is extremely toxic, right? And oh, that's yeah. <laughs> it'll it'll beat you down, man. It'll see. That's another another obstacle that you really have to overcome is that people don't understand the abuse. Like even even being just a Discord moderator, the abuse that people take is nonstop. It's twenty four seven. So what you know? Because and maybe you can be more. You I think you're going to be a little bit more blunt, which I like. Um, 
asking, you know, Lippy and Ruthless, they, they kind of didn't really, you know, give me a, 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 you know, a negative picture on some of the downsides. What, what have you, you don't have to say, you know, specific people or whatever, but what are some instances where you've seen you're like, damn, like what is wrong with people? I mean, man, I've had people, I've had to deal with people stalking people, trying to find their personal information, their photos, like real harassment issues, you know, like, and I mean, they've tried it with, luckily me, I don't have really a social media. Right. Any, I mean, I do, but I, the last time I posted on it was, I can't even remember, like it just exists, but it's never used. So I don't, that doesn't concern me, but as far as the other people go, like, it's a real issue, man. Like it's. Oh, I've yeah. seen people say the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I've seen people harass people more than I ever thought was imaginable. Like the the links that they'll go because someone killed them in a video game is phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I and I don't know because I think you know, but you and I are probably very biased because I've really only experienced heavy PvP in UO. But um, like play, I played EverQuest too, right? PvP hardcore for a couple of years, loved it, but. Man, it was, it never went like, you know, maybe there's some forums you want to like, you know, talk some crap or whatever, but right. nothing to the point of UO where, I mean, people will camp your house, you know, they'll try to dox you. Right. I mean, people get really, you know, butthurt. Boy, it it's goes, unbelievable. It, it goes back to the whole thing of that loot. You know, you kill someone and you get <laughs> everything that they had. And yeah. that, man, I've played with some people that if you don't get their bag after they die, that's it, man. Like, the loose can and they're they're snapping like it's right. it's game over bro it's all about getting their loot back or getting the other person's loot and god forbid you loot someone's house you know like oh man. oh man i know well and, it, and it's wild because you know i just you know i'm coming back from a, a long time for free shards and you know what i'm noticing all these shards man whatever you play there's there's an inventory system now right you know i think for you guys it's jarvis right right yep and other shards have you know a i believe one has like a storage shelf where you literally man you load all your stuff in this inventory system and it's like oh like uh, you know one guy's like i need to restock he hits one button and it's like Phew, here you go all your stuff yeah, but I'm, wait- I'm waiting for the day that someone gets the wrong access and it gets stolen yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But it, it, what I mean by that is it blew my mind because I'm sitting here like dragging regs manually, maybe doing a restock agent. I'm so out of my element, right. That I'm not even used yeah. to that where I'm like, damn, I'm like, you can just restock and you know, 30 seconds you're back in the field. Like, wow. Yeah. And well, I'm really surprised that that didn't happen sooner than how long it took. Right. Cause it's one of those things that, you know, all the assistants had a restock agent, right? I mean, it was going in that direction, but it, it just never happened. Yeah. Right. Well, I think too, and, and again, I, I, you know, I'm not a historian for all free shards, but just, just speaking candidly, it seemed like a lot of shards were going up and down. Right. And, and you look at the past five years, right. There's, there's been a lot of turnover with people and shards and stuff like that. I feel like this past maybe year to two, we finally have some established, you know, I'm going to say players in the game, right? Where it, in my mind, and I don't know, you can agree or disagree. I feel like it's kind of stabilized with, you know, what I mean by that is, is people's options, right? Right. The ones that are really going to stick. I mean, no one wants to spend their time on something and then a year later it no longer exists. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll kind of, you know, I'll let you maybe do a little promo for yourself, but 
you know, why, why would someone pick, you know, you know, hybrid? Why do they pick your shark? Well, I think the main thing that we really have to offer is that we stay true to what UOR was yeah. while still being able to progress forward. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, I think that's interesting. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, ahead. everything that ever, all the updates that we do are mainly if they're a PVM update under no circumstances, should it affect PVP? And if it does, we need to find a solution to where that's fixed. Right. So that's one of the main things of UOR is that, the PVP was so unique, and I, I say PVP, but I mean really, it was, it was like real life, right? You see a pin on the ground, you can pick it up and take it. If you see yeah. a pin on someone's desk, you could take it from them if you wanted to. Right. And so as long as that same aspect is there and it's untouched, then we're still honoring what UOR was while still adding new content and features to the game. Yeah, because, and you know, this is my my opinion. I feel. You know, shards like yours specifically have it. And I'm going to say a little harder in the fact that you are still preserving what you all are, you know, was, is now, right? You don't. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah, you're not radically changing skills or different, you know, map design. You're staying true, which I think, and what I mean for everyone listening, it's harder because it's it's a little bit more narrow, right of, of a window of what you can actually change right so yep. i don't know how has that been for you like idea wise like you know making new moves is it really difficult or what yeah i mean we think quite a bit about uh you know i'll give you a perfect example of this actually do you know so you know what object property lists are yeah okay so whenever you mouse over an item you get that list of properties right, right? so we had that at one point a, a year or so ago enabled on the test servers and we were we had every intention of putting it in right okay. right and we had to stop and think like why are we doing it is it really is it worth it how how is everyone going to take it right and we ultimately didn't do it because it didn't honor what uor was like we yeah. were drifting away too much so we just reverted everything and then never went back but every once in a while we still have conversations of is now the time to do that and right. it always goes back to the it's too far away from what UOR was. I mean, do you get, you know, and, uh, and, you know, you can, you know, answer however you'd like, but do you find it like challenging at times where you're like, damn, you know, I wish I could do this feature because it just makes so much damn sense for the life cycle of the game. But yeah, there's so much great stuff that you can do, but whenever you factor in the error that we're in and the idea that was originally set, it's just, it's so hard to, to kind of skirt around it. Right. Okay. No, that, that's totally fair. So, okay. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit here. Um, have you ever been in the, I'm going to say as a player, obviously not uh, an owner, but have you ever been in a guild, like led a guild or how, what's your experience with that? Uh, yeah, I've been in many guilds. I've never, never really led one before. I don't think that was more, that's not really my style. I don't, Okay. I don't think I can micromanage that many people at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, granted, I'm in the position I'm in now, but I'm not telling everyone how to play the game. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> no, I find that the answer, yeah, just interesting, right? Because the position you're in now. But yeah, Guild is like... It's a whole different game. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't even imagine, yeah, the level of detail that goes into, you know, that. Uh, because I think, you know, as you get older, you value your time a little bit more. And then you're like, damn, yep. I'm burning five hours on this, you know, guild. It's, 
that day. That's just, but okay. And every, yeah. I mean, and, and then you really have what I'm sure every owner deals with where everyone's asking them for stuff, right? They're asking them for favors, they're asking for items, they're asking for this. Yeah. Well, imagine when you're at the guild leader, you know, like they're, you are the person that's supposed to be giving that to them. Right. Now, that's how, just too much for me. How have you dealt with like corruption or staff or stuff like that? So, you don't well, have to go into detail, were, but yeah. Well, a lot of it was from learning what had happened in the past, mm-hmm. taking what I've seen other people do while I was a player and trying to stop it. Okay. So, I went and redid everything that everyone has access to and just removed it. And then work backwards, right? Saying, all right, well, that was too much. You know, they actually did need to do something related to that command or whatever. So then I re-enabled it, but with conditions. And then uh, I really, and a lot of it was from even my own mistakes, right? Like hiring the wrong person and then seeing what they did. Ah, well, you know, obviously they didn't have the best intentions, but they did show me what I need to fix. Exactly, yeah. And it's super interesting because (laughs) on any any shard, right, I find it like, fascinating that okay we released you know i don't know let's just say we had a new dragon right we released it and and that's the new thing to kill and then immediately a day later oh we've reverted this because of something a player did and it's like dude people will exploit (laughs) immediately reverse whatever you put in right have you experienced that i assume of course i mean there's been a few things but i don't know there's only I can't think of any time where a player took advantage of something, yeah. right? Undid it unless it was something so extreme that there was no way <laughs> right. I could let it go by. You know, other than that, yeah. I just say, hey, you know, uh, we're just going to restart and fix it, and then we're going to call it the day. Because I mean, did he gain an advantage? Right. Uh, I wouldn't say so. Did he get something done faster than everyone else? Yeah, but I mean, he still put in time. I mean, he still tried. Right. It wasn't his fault that it happened that way. It was mine. Now, how do you um, like deal with the balance of power? And I'm going to give you really what I mean by that because um, talking to you know the other owner, he said there's a fine line, and what I'm talking about is like griefing, right? Where it's like what someone is doing um, is not illegal, right? But they're griefing someone to the point where they may not want to play this shard anymore. How have you dealt with that? That's a difficult one. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's... Because you know what I'm saying. If you grief too many people so many times, there's no one to play, right? Who wants to play? Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, at what point is it? Is it really... I mean, is it griefing in the terms of harassment or is it griefing in the terms of i'm going to this guy's house i'm putting a bunch of kegs in front of his house so he can't go inside <laughs> and i'm gonna kill him every time he shows up you know i mean right does that make someone quit yeah it might but i mean is that something i'm going to intervene and stop probably not okay no no i find it and i'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer i just find it interesting because that's like one of the headaches that i just i don't even know if i could handle or deal with right i mean it's a lot because i'm sure you get it all the time Oh, someone scam me or whatever, right? Yeah. And that's another thing, the scamming thing, right? Like, how do you <laughs> – yeah. I mean, the only thing right now that is not scammable is, you know, if you spent your money on it, you donated for these coins, you can't scam the coins, right? Right, yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to trick someone into trading a house while you have a character hidden inside, they release the item and steal from you and you get an empty house, I mean, I'd <laughs> – what are you going to do? I mean, that's right. – 
No, yeah, that that's a it's a it's a fine line though. And I'm glad it seems like you have um, a good understanding of that because I, I know as an owner, I'm sure it's very difficult because at times you're probably like, man, this is messed up. Like that guy got shafted, right? But yeah, you know, it's- <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really when it gets starts to get personal. Yeah, the moment that it leaves the game, it's an issue. Right. No, I completely agree on that. So okay, so um, searching back uh, here, what do you think hybrid needs to do? You know, or and, and you know, this could be a hybrid or just a UO question. How do you attract like new players, someone who's never played UO? Like, what what have you got going on for that? So, my honest opinion, it doesn't really have anything. This doesn't have my response isn't really about hybrid as much as sure. the UO community itself. But I think it really needs to go back to where there's a central location to where everyone's on the even even playing ground where everyone's working together there's just one community saying hey you know here's what we all have to offer go find somewhere that you enjoy spending your time and playing it you know right so because it's real i wouldn't say all shard owners are this way but everyone's real competitive and they're kind of in their own little corner you know they just kind of stick in the corner and and they hate everyone else right and i don't think it's really be that way anymore it really should be back to the way it used to be to where here's the offerings of what we have you pick the flavor that you enjoy the most and you right. go spend your time there and you have fun. Yeah. And you know, if that's not hybrid and so be it like spend the time, spend your time where it's best well spent for you. No. And, and you know, I'm going to do a shameless plug. So, you know, here we go. But that is kind of the reason I started this podcast was looking at the space. There was nothing unifying, right? It was just, right, exactly. that's very, why I like the podcast a lot. Cause it, it doesn't it doesn't focus on hybrid it doesn't focus on outlands it doesn't right. focus on whatever right it focuses on uo and its community in right. the direction that you, we kind of want it to go we, it needs to be i think that's one of the main issues that we face right now is that we're so divided as a community itself that it's kind of yeah. hard to pick where you want to go because everyone i mean you go to outlands and they're like oh i hate and some not all players but some are like don't ever go to this place that place sucks and then right. you go to that place and they say the exact opposite. Like it should be that way. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell you, you know, as, as someone who just, I started streaming probably a month ago of UO and, you know, good Lord, you know, people come in, this shard sucks. You know, this, this is, you know, and I'm like, I was like, man, it's all up to the player, man. Like I'm like, play wherever you feel, you know, you're going to have fun. Right. Exactly. That's I mean, almost every time I, like I've had people come on here and they ask like, you know, what does hybrid have to offer? What do y'all, what, what's y'all's era? What do y'all do? What's, what content right. is there? And I'll tell them everything. And they're like, well, this isn't for me. And I'll be like, all right, well, where, what do you like? And then like, I've pointed people to outlands. I've pointed to people to Ultima shards. Like, I've, right. like, you know, like, whatever their type of flavor of UO is, they should go find it and play it. And, you know, and I think you're going to find this uh, very interesting too, but I have a fellow that I, I need to interview as well. And he plays OSI and he loves it. And, and that, like blew me away. Point. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, "What? Huh?" And he's and he even like kind of comment. He's like, "Yeah, I really think the change is like really made sense, and I, and I love it." And I'm like, "Wow!" I'm like, "I, I need to talk to you because I, I really just haven't heard that before." And, and I'm very curious to hear of a actual OSI player, right? Like, what is their perspective on it? Right. If there's one thing that all of us unite on, it's that no one likes OSI. Right. No. And that's why I found that that response just so interesting. But, you know, I, I think going back to the main point is that's the the goal here is to unify everyone, because the silos that you build 
I mean, you know this as an owner. There's only a, a, like a, a certain amount of people that are, are in the pool. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there just is because, you know, I still see some new players coming in, which is fascinating to me because this game, it is hard. Like I, I, the, the learning curve, I think, is very steep no matter where you play, right? Yeah, well, I mean, there's there's nothing to hold your hand. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's It's really, you just kind of have to, you make your own experience out of it, to be honest with you. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. So, okay, um, we're going to laser focus back on hybrids. Sorry to go off on the tangent here, but I th- felt that was important. Um, what, you know, walk me through as as the owner of hybrid, you know, what has been your biggest challenge that you've faced? My biggest challenge. And this could be technical. It could be with people. You know, it's a very open-ended question. Uh, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of challenges, man. I mean, it's... What it's is something really- you would want people to know? Like that don't know anything about being an owner of a shard. How about that? That they truly don't understand what it takes. You know, okay. I mean, whenever I was a player, I thought, you know, I could, I could do what they're doing. No problem. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but whenever you step behind the scenes and you see what really happens, what people say, what, what it takes to, to do it, you know, you're spending a lot of time, you're spending all your effort into trying to make it succeed. And even if it's not trying to succeed as a whole, but the next thing that you're trying to do, because I mean, you don't want to spend say 80 hours working on something right. and then put it out and then it's just no one looks at it. Yeah, no. And how have you, I guess, let me ask you this because I'm assuming you've already had some thick skin, right? But have you had to kind of thicken that skin as you've become an owner? How has that worked for I'd you? Say the, you know, that I'm glad you said that because I think the hardest thing for me to have to accomplish was to know when to shut up. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, cause it's a different world, you know, when you're a player, you just kind of, you just kind of let loose and you just say whatever you want to yeah, say, right. whatever, you know, but now it's just a totally different ball game. You have to understand that there are times where you just need to let them say what they need to say right? and then move forward and pass it and just let it go. Yep. Well, you can't, I, you can't, you can't hang on it. You can't drill into it. You can't just keep, you can't berate them. You can't, you just gotta, you just gotta move forward. So I think everyone listening that's not involved with a, you know, a female or maybe even another male, you will learn this life skill, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of just let the complaint happen. Just, just hit me with it. Right. And I'm going to process it and we're going to move on. <laughs> That's, and and I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause you'll do stuff. I mean, you'll do something and for the first couple of days, everyone loves it. Right. But then you'll have that one person that logs in and they're like, why in the world would you ever think that this is okay? And then just try right. to hammer everything that they think is wrong with it and just they don't let up, you know? Oh, yeah. No, I I, I can say, you know, a shard ownership would definitely not be for me because I think I would be too involved. And, and I really think it would consume my life even though you'd, you would. Know. It does, man. And that's the <laughs> thing that if I would have known what I know now three years ago, I don't think I ever would have done it. But right. now that I've, yeah. I've – I've dug my feet so far into it that it's, I can't quit now for, because I mean, if I'm gone, who's going to do it next? You know, like I don't, I can't see any point in my life where hybrid doesn't exist in some form. Yeah. So I don't want to just disappear and then let all these people down that play every day. Like that's just not, I can't do that. 
Yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And I think the dedication is nothing short of, of amazing, at least in, in my view. Um, so, okay. So how do you um, deal with like, you know, feedback uh, on patch notes or whatever? Do you have, you know, uh, a council that you talk to? Do you throw darts on the board? You know, walk players through how that well, works. There's, there's quite a few different ways it happens. So I have a place in Discord where they can put suggestions and discuss it and vote on them. And then okay. if they get enough votes, then I'll take a look at it and kind of consider it. You know, And then uh, if I think it's okay, then I'll talk to everyone else on the staff. Like I'll have a – I'll tell them, it's like, you know, look at this suggestion. Tell me what you think. Okay. And we'll all discuss it internally. And then from there we'll decide, you know, is this something that we want to do? Almost everything that I try to do – there's an internal discussion about it and we all agree to it whether it be either one one person on the staff like the other person that helps me develop strider or it's yeah. all of them at the same time so it, that goes for the same thing with banning unbanning and punishment of players you know i don't i try my best to never make it to where i'm the only sole person deciding it because right. i might be wrong sure yeah that, no, that makes sense yeah so and it, and it sounds like from what you're describing that you have a very solid team in place at this moment. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. There's no way hybrid would be where it was without them. Got it. Okay, cool. So, okay, so um, walk me through because I know we talked to and it was, this has been great how this has evolved. Um, how has the the new patch been received? Because Ruthless and I like dissected that thing. I mean, <laughs> you know, step by step. How has you know the player feedback been? Pretty well, pretty well. Uh, so Ruthless is actually part of the the only group that's figured it out now. So they actually have Jarvis. Oh, that, that was me. My next question: has, has someone figured it yeah. out? Okay. Yeah, so they, <laughs> they figured out the puzzle and solved it, and so now they're kind of keeping the idea to themselves and hoarding it. Right. But yeah, there's a few other groups that are still working through it, trying to figure out like how to correctly craft it because it's not it's not as simple as going up to a bench and open up a gump, pushing a button, and then right. have it. You have to you have to kill these bosses get the parts then you have to take the parts to the bench and then they have to be crafted in a specific order wow in order to give the parts to a the quest giver for him to assemble and if you did any of the parts incorrectly he has a the jarvis has a chance of exploding or oh. he turns into a failed experiment that you have to kill oh man now did they solve it faster than you thought people would yeah i would say so way faster well i mean because i was i was peeping in their discord quite a bit and watching them but they would did they solve it faster or did they just spend five nights straight? <laughs> right. doing it, you know? like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Now is what would you think the street value is? Cause you can sell it, right? It's tradable. Right. Right. Uh, well, I mean, in your I, estimation, I think it's going to be, I wouldn't say more than 300 million gold only because I think, Right now, there's only one group that has it, right? right. So the moment yeah. it's fine, that price is going to be cut in half at least. So I'd be, I'd say I would, it'll probably stabilize around like 150, 175. Wow. Okay. No, that's super interesting. Yes. Cause it's fun asking those questions because every shard is like, you know, wildly different economy. So yeah. Like that, I can, so I'll give you an example of that. So whenever someone got one of the first parts to craft them, yeah. they, they sold it for 100 mil. Wow. <laughs> right. Right. Now it's selling for 10. Uh, okay yeah <laughs> that's because they know that there's a chance of loss and it will explode and they figured out how to kill the bosses uh, okay so now, now it can be farmed yeah 
Right. Um, okay. So what, you know, and this patch seemed to be a, a runaway hit for sure. What is, you know, what's coming down the road for hybrid that you can speak of? Like what's coming, you know, what, what are you thinking? Uh, well, there's content wise, there's a few things I want to do. I know we're in the middle of overhauling the bot system. Yeah. That way every, Cause I mean, we're still on the old school bot system, like real old. So we're trying to make it to where there's a complete revamp of rewards. Uh, every crafting skill has a system that can go with it. Uh, okay. And then I want to take a re- take another look at the way the dungeon bosses work. I just want to completely revamp it, just start over. Uh, and then I want to take a look at the rift system and adjust that. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I think it's really now... It's going back, spending a couple months just polishing what was there and improving upon it. Right. And then yeah. take a look at something and come out with something brand new. And, you know, walk us through, what about holidays? What do you have planned for events? Or can you say? So I actually don't handle that. That's Phobia does that. Okay. And so I just kind of give them an idea of, you know, I want to do an event that, pertains to this type of subject and he'll and then he'll just sit there and formalize it come up with something and then implement it no that's awesome so so you definitely is it going to be different than last year can players expect or what for the for holiday events yeah uh, I, i try to make every event different than the last cool okay so it's not like a annual thing where it's the same thing okay got it I mean, there's a few things that stay the same, like Christmas presents, right? Like, yeah, that's not true. Sure. That's the same thing every year. But as far as like, uh, if it's some type of an event where it's PVM related, it has to be different than the last every time. Right. No, that that totally makes sense. If okay. it's not different, then it builds upon what was than what we just previously like. There's some type of story behind it. Right. Um, okay. So we kind of got what's coming next. What about okay? And, and I, mean, I didn't this and i am because i want to hear the live reaction um you know a little birdie told me that supposedly right now pvp on hybrid is extremely hot people are coming back have you seen that can you comment on that it's actually been pretty wild so uh i mean it comes in waves anyways because i mean that's really kind of how pvp is sure but uh yeah i mean the past few weeks we've had I don't know, 10 v 10 v 10 battles. Like it's been pretty, wow. pretty well. Yeah. Now is that factions? Is that like red versus blues? Like what, what do we got going on? Uh, it's a mix of both. I'd say it's mainly factions, but yeah. right now it's more reds versus blues. Well, and, and I think, you know, this is something that hybrid has and no one else has is you get one guy who gets blown away. He's dead. He's getting, he's getting pissed off, calls up a friend. Hey man, I know you got an account on hybrid. Let's let's roll this weekend, you know, and it just it snowballs, yeah, right? I mean, that's what happens. I mean, because hybrid has I looked at it yesterday has two hundred and seventy something thousand accounts. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, everyone at some some point time or another, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. So it, all it takes is that one person that needs help, and they just say, "Hey, you know, I they got five people. We have three. We need at least one more." And then the other side, it's like, oh, wow, they're recruiting? Okay. And so then they start doing it. So they just keep trying to outdo each other. Right. And then you have another group from some random location that says, oh, wow, these two groups are killing each other? I want to go kill them. So then they get people to log on to go attack them, and it just snowballs. Yeah. No, and and uh, I think you will agree with this because you're a PvPer like myself. There's nothing like a Friday night, perhaps a six-pack, and you're just like, man, I'm, we're PvPing tonight, boys. That's what we're doing. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's 
there's no other game that you can compare it to, man. There's just yeah. there's no other feeling than having five people just it's to go kill. That's just complete mayhem. I mean, there's a little bit of organization when you're sinking each other. Right. But other than that, man, it's like watching ants on the screen just scatter, you know? <laughs> it's just nuts. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, okay. And I want to touch on this because I asked every owner this. What is your take? And, and you know, this is going to be obviously for hybrid, but for the donation shop, you know, you offer certain items. You know, what is your rationale behind? Not obviously, I get the donation shop, keep the lights on scenario. I'm going a little bit deeper than that. You know, the type of items you offer. What is the you know method to the madness behind that? Like, what talk a little bit about that? The the way we have it now is is I don't want to offer anything that's going to give anyone a significant advantage over another person. Okay. So it's and then you have to take a look. Almost everything that we have to donate for, you can you don't you can't get that exact item, but you can get something that does that's similar to it by just playing the game. Okay. So sure. it might not be that color, but it will be the same item or, but a different color variant. Right. So as long as, as far as I'm concerned, as long as we stay within that area of, you know, I mean, you shouldn't be able to walk up to, I mean, because this has happened in the past, you, know, you shouldn't be able to walk up to a staff member and be like, hey, you know, I'll give you a hundred bucks, give me this item that works out you know? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it should be, you know, if it's, that's one thing, like, because a lot of people wanted me to put Jarvis on the donation vendor, and I was like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, I, is money nice? Sure. But do I really want that to be the option to obtain it? I don't think so. I think it should be something that's earned. I mean, what's, yeah. better, what's better than earning something? You know, that feeling of accomplishment. Like, yeah. you're just not you're not going to top it. Oh, for sure. And um, I want you to address this specifically. Um, what is um, – because you guys still offer skill balls for sale, right? Uh, yep. So what uh, – just talk a little bit about that. What, you know, why do you do it maybe, or, or what's, you know, your why do we do it? I think I can attest for why it started, but now why do we do it? Mainly yeah. because, well, I mean, we're, we've been here for 16 years, you know, I mean, do you really want, do you, I mean, say you want to start something fresh, something new, but you've been doing it for 16 years. Do you really want to do that grind? I mean, you could, <laughs> right. some, some people still do it. They do it all the time, Yeah, but it's really it's really just that really easy catch-up mechanic because, I mean, you don't have to even donate for it. You can go spend the gold and get one. Yeah, now, okay, let me – and I'm going to counter this. If your shard, let's just say, was in the first, you know, two, three years of existence, would you still offer a skill ball? Not in the, its current capacity, no. I don't, not, not in the way it is now. I think it would be something that would help you advance faster to catch up, but I don't think it would be something that you would just blatantly double-click and then you're done. Cool. Okay. No, great. Because I really wanted you to answer that to give fairness around that subject because I, I think you knew where I was going. So, okay, good. All right. We got that answered. Okay. So if, you know, let's just say, you know, Publishers Clearinghouse comes to you, right? And they give you that blank check. <laughs> How are you going to spend a blank check on a hybrid? You know, what would you do as the owner? What would I do? And it's a pure fun question, by the way. Yeah, this is just something for fun. What would I do? I think I'd restart. I wouldn't, and I, I don't mean restart the, the server. I mean restart the ground up. I think one of the main issues that we have with all these emulation software is that so many people have touched it 
Sure. But it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's in a mess, but it's not in the best state in the world. So when you have over 100 people working on something, now you have to figure out how those 100 people were thinking when they were trying to design something. Right. right. So some the ability to, to hire a few people to start over and then really, really, I mean, it could be the people that are working on it now. It doesn't really matter. But start over from, from a fresh slate, build something from the ground up, and then have a client to, to back that up. Because then, I mean, one of the main issues that we have is you log into hybrid now, or really any UOR server, you open up the skills gum, and the ninja stuff is in there. Like, why? why? Yeah. You know, that's because the client, it's built into the client, it's not server side. So it, doing yeah. stuff like that, remove, truly removing what's not part of your era would be phenomenal and really sticking to it. And you could really do that if you had access to everything, which I mean is it's starting to look more promising. Sure. Because of classic UO, because now you could do that. Yeah. Now do you um and this is just, you know, out of my own curiosity, do you know, you as a shard owner, do you talk to other owners? Do you guys have any sort of interactions or is it just straight siloed and, and there's really no interaction like that? I've had some conversations with Owen before. I mean okay. I've asked him advice on some things that yeah. I that I thought that maybe he knew and he was helpful helpful with that. I've talked with the guys from UO Heritage. They uh they've shared some things that they figured out with me which was phenomenal. You know, okay. and I I shared some things that I learned with them. So I mean which which is good because that this all happened within like the past year. So it's wow okay it's really back to that goal of being a more united community, you know? No, yeah. And and that's why I really asked that because I, I think and this is why I said what I what I did before of we've kind of stabilized, you know, shards I've matured now where, you know, I really have a feeling the, the bigger shards currently are, are going to be around for quite a while. Right. Um, and that there's no reason, you know, for the community not to kind of collaborate a little bit. Why bang your head for a week when someone, you know, may have already done that. Right. I agree. I, I think that's really the ultimate goal is to, I mean, I get that if you build something, you built it for your stuff, and you don't want someone to steal it. Right. That I, I understand that, but at the same time, there are things that that they update and fix in the back end that are still a, a vulnerability for everyone else, but they're not going to share that, which is one of the things that's nice about UO Heritage is that they did that exact thing, is that they found some vulnerabilities, and they instantly shared it with every owner that they were talking to. Wow. Okay. Now, and I'm going to kind of run with this just because I'm, I'm interested. Um, what would you think would be the best way to bring the community together? Is it like a a common Discord for everyone? Like, what what, See, what do you think? So we tried that before two and a half years ago, and it failed miserably. Okay. Like I remember being in it, and basically it was okay every once in a while. But then you would have that one owner that would go on there and be like, "Oh, you stole my idea," and then it would go down the drain so fast. I see. So perhaps, and again, I'm man. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm talking out loud here. Perhaps it should be a like just generic UO. But see, I don't even know would the community even have value in it because, like you said, it's going to turn into a pissing contest, right? Right. I mean, the closest to it right now is the Servio Discord, is because I mean, there's a lot of free shard owners in there. There's a lot of communication, but every once in a while, something like that will slip through. But <laughs> All I mean, right. For the most part, it it does okay, but I still think that there's still that stigma that if they say something, someone else is watching to take it. 
Yeah, I mean, and I think that's uh, that's the nature of any you know business because really a shard is. I mean, it's a business, right? I mean, it. Right. You know, you have to be careful. You can't expose. But at, at the same time, man, once you like you release Jarvis, okay, well now that's out there. You have to expect. Well, if someone wants to emulate that, you know, there's nothing. No, you know, well, you're fine. I mean, it's not like my idea was original, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. did, and I try to say, all right, well, how do I make a version of it for hybrid? Like, how yeah. do I make it fit in my environment? I mean, it's just a good idea. That's what I was saying. Like, I can't believe it took as long as it took for it to come out. Yeah, right. Well, and I saw, and again, this is for me personally, the gold thing, right? Where you can share, you know, the gold or whatever. And I kind of, I was like, wow, that. It's genius. Everyone should do that. Yeah. Like that, that just totally make, cause I'm used to the old school. Oh man, I got to get another account, share, write a check, share it with the, you know, it was, it's just so oh, ridiculous. On the ground and someone's scavenging. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And now, do you guys on hybrid, can you use the classic UO client at all? Yeah, absolutely. You can. Okay. Because, and maybe you know a little bit more about this, um, but there's a guy that's developing it, right? Like he's in a professional, like, I don't know, developer or something like that, that does it? I've talked to him a few times, told him that, you know, I appreciate what he was doing, that he was, he was definitely putting us in the right direction as far as uh, availability. Uh, yeah, because I mean, I, like I said, I, you know, I just started playing maybe a month ago, and I loaded this client up, and man, I, you know, I, I have a twenty-seven inch monitor, it's fourteen forty p, and I just drag the, you know, the, the window, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, literally, I was so new to this client. I swear, it felt like a new game. I'm like, wait a minute, there's like container gums. I'm like, yeah, it's so great. I think for me as a server owner, the best feature is zooming in and out. Oh yeah, sure. tops that. Yeah, well, and I love the containers and like it just and the corpse, the 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 click the looting. Man, it just it was like, dude, uh, this makes sense. Say that again. The loot grid. Yeah, yeah, and and the yeah. fact that you can just click right and it loots right. It, it seems yeah. so much. Great know. idea. Yeah, I was like, man, and I really and I stand behind this statement. I feel the free shark community like runs circles around OSI, right? Which makes sense. You know, I, and and I and I have, I have to send this to you. There was on Reddit, and there was a guy that he quit OSI recently, and it was because of the support. And he like literally almost wrote a, like a, a dissertation on, you know, his experience with like weeks and weeks of trying to get support for, and, and, the, and it was him and like his family who played for like, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years. I mean, just old. Right. And they finally got so fed up. They could, they all quit the whole family and they went, I don't know what free show they went on, but they were like, Oh yeah, we had an issue. We paged in game on the free show. We had our answer in like 20 minutes done. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I I mean, someone else told me they were talking about this in a Discord not too long ago was that it's phenomenal that how we're able to come up with an idea, design it, implement it, push it out, support right. it, maintain it faster than these people that have four or five developers. And there's there's really I mean on hybrid there's two of us. One yeah. of us isn't a real developer and the <laughs> other one is, and we're still able to produce more content at a steady rate that's higher quality than these people that are professionals. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. And I, and I think, you know, this is uh, my opinion, but um, I truly believe that they have a skeleton crew at, you know, I think it's broad, broadsword now, broadstone. I don't know. Um, But they, they have a complete skeleton crew that just keeps the lights on. And there's only like incremental holiday updates 
Um, it doesn't make sense because, I mean, if you compare it to what we have, there's like, what, six of us? That's right. a skeleton. Yeah. No, like how I, bad I agree. Like how bad is it really there? Is it like one person in an office? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, and I'm I'm super curious because they were supposed to, and I, and I spoke about this before, but um, they were supposed to release something this year before COVID hit. There was supposed right, to be they, a huge they, announcement. Uh, post another update about that, saying that it was still coming like next month. And I'm I'm my best guess is that it's going to be just a mobile app or something. Well, I don't know if you saw this, but there's a Russian guy that created a client for Android that's fully playable. And that's why I think it's going to be a mobile app. Uh, okay, yeah. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I can play you. I, I don't know. I guess I don't see myself like that wasn't like something that's, you know, I didn't see anyone like asking for that ever. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I can see. I think the main audience of that isn't going to people be the people that are hardcore PVMers, but right. the people that like bank sit and just socialize or sure. maybe decorate their house while they're bored. Yeah. Well, I, I think of it as an, uh, as an ancillary, like, oh, cool. Like it's a bonus, right? Like if you right, have something it, that, cool. something to keep time in the middle. Yeah, like, but I'm like, dude, I'm like, when was the last expansion for UO? For like, why would you focus on? But I don't, I don't want to go down that path. But yeah, that's. The, <laughs> I think we're on the same page of yeah, like, dude, what is going on there? Yeah, I, would, um, I mean, I would like to spend a day there, see, see how it really is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you know what I've heard is, uh, who is it, uh, Messiah? Messiah? Who, who's what's the lady's name? Uh, who's the lead? She's like the lead director of UO. I have no idea. Masana, I, think, I don't know, something like that. I'm probably butchering the name, but like literally like she is like the support team. If something like someone can't recover an account, like you have to email her like personally. Which is crazy because, I mean, I've seen someone log into OSI and they, I mean, they have, it's still a decent population. Yeah. It's managed. If they consolidated everything down to one server, I'd better be popping. But yeah. For one person to do that, oh man, it's hard for me to do what I do. Let alone that that many more people. That would be impossible. Yeah, no, I know it, it's a it's a complete train wreck. So, all right, we're gonna stick with a fun question here. Um, and and okay, everyone listening, I was told that the answer to this is gonna be epic because so far, out of everyone and any shard I've talked to, Lippy definitely holds the funniest um, story here. But go ahead. Um, and, and let us know a story of some time, you know, some troll or got some epic revenge. All right. So you remember Ruthless's story? Um, I do. Refresh my memory, though. All right. So his story was about a guy that looted someone's house and changed their name, right? Yeah. Went to the, yeah, all the full lengths. Right. Yes. Right. I do remember. Right. Okay. So I did that. What? The story was about me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wait a minute. You, you got to, yeah, reel yeah. us back in. Yeah. Go ahead. Wow. It happened 10 years ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, so what happened was I was playing with this guy, and we were doing faction fights, okay? Okay. And he had three houses sitting outside the Transic River. And in front of that house was another 18 by 18, and he co-owned me to it. The only reason he co-owned me to it was so that way I could mass-produce candelabras so that we can put them in a chest and crack it so that way no one can get inside the base. Sure. Well, so I stopped playing with him, and a year went by. I was still co-owned. Okay. I log in with a different group and I'm killing them outside his house. And I realized, you know, oh, there's a few bags sitting on that house now. That's interesting. I wonder if I'm still conned. Right. So I log into that character in the middle of the night and I realized I'm still conned. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to park my character here and I'm going to watch what happens. So I log <laughs> in at like 
three o'clock in the morning, and lo and behold, here he is dragging one bag at a time over to that house. And I said, all right, well, this is going to be an interesting opportunity. So I just watched him for a few days, man. Like it was some real stalker stuff. Like I just watched <laughs> him take all of his bags from one house to the other. Right. And then as soon as I felt comfortable enough, I was like, all right, you know, there's a lot of loot in there. So I called my buddy that lived in Canada okay. to log in at four o'clock in the morning. And we, I just started unlocking everything and I took it all to his house. And then we had the bright idea that, you know, he's going to find out instantly who it was when he looks. I'm just going <laughs> to change my name to one of his characters and he'll never know what happens. Cause right. I mean, it's not like he has access to accounts either. You know, he can't see who it is. Yeah. On the list, you're on the list. So I changed my name to one of his characters and instantly the next day he woke up, everything was gone and he just freaked out and he started, he couldn't figure out who did it. And right. then he came to the conclusion that it was one of the people that he was playing with that he gave the access to their account, <laughs> logged into it, and stole all of his stuff. Oh, man. It was, it was wild. But yeah, that was me. That is funny. I cannot even, yeah, the lengths that, I mean, see, and that's some of the storytelling that just doesn't exist in other games. The lengths yeah, man, people it, will go. It's so old. I did that when I was 18. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it's still around is entertaining. But, all right, so anyways, now that I told you that, so this one's real short. Okay, sure. The craziest thing that happened to me was one day I logged into my house. I logged in, recalled my house, go inside, and I realized there's nothing there. So someone looted my house, right? And yeah. I was like, right, well, that's disappointing. But there was <laughs> one, one bag. Inside okay. of that bag was a stool and rope. They <laughs> okay. left... They took everything in my house, left the bag, and left me a stool and a rope. And to this day, I still don't know who did it. Wow, man, that is that de- yeah. that cuts deep. It, it, you know, it hurt at first whenever I saw everything was missing, but whenever I saw that, I was like, you know, they I think they earned it. Like that was really good. <laughs> really good. Well, it, and it, it's funny. I'm gonna share something that happened. So. Um, I've been playing Outlands for a little bit and Outlands has this system where you can list a house, right? Like on a real estate, kind of like a, like a, think of like a player auction, right? Well, when you list something and I guess this happens, people forget that they've listed it for sale. Cause let's say it sits for, I don't know, three months, right? So this guy, I guess he listed this house and when you look on the, on the, um, auction thing it only gives you coordinates right of where this house is so you can it's a pain in the ass by the way but you can literally go to those coordinates and look you know if it has loot in it because you may get lucky right so this dude um looks on there this house is like i don't know it was listed for like a million bucks or something and so the guy buys it and literally and i I know this because i was watching it on, on the stream or whatever and the dude literally buys it owns the dude's house the guy recalls in and he's so confused what's happening and then he finally realizes he's like oh um, man the, the so guy, what you're saying is he put that house up for sale forgot that he did and yes. he continued to live in it <laughs> he never moved it yeah he never yeah. moved his stuff oh, out. oh so someone bought it while he was still <laughs> that's horrible yeah. and and i knew he was raged because like they typed in like something like Hey man, you know, I bought it, so it's mine now. And the guy replied with not just K, the KK. 
you know, just that little yeah. thing, bro, where I know this dude is hot. Yeah, he's he's mad. But that's the perfect embodiment of what you always right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, and people I know do this all the time, but you kind of formulate a hit list, right? Of okay, that person killed me this time, or I'm gonna get him one day for sure. Yeah, you never forget. You yeah. never forget, man. You could be the, the very last level of a dungeon and that person comes in there and kills you and takes all your loot. If you ever see him again, you know, you're going to do whatever you can to get him back. Well, and, and you'll find this interesting. I think it was, yeah, it was Lippy. He mentioned a PKer that killed him and I know who this guy is and I'm super excited because I'm going to talk to him at some point as like a, just a PK interview, right? Cause he's a very notorious PKer, but man, when, when Lippy went in, and described like this guy it was it was almost like i mean it's reality like you know you you remember someone killing you like vividly you know i don't care if it's it's 30 years from now (laughs) you're gonna remember that (laughs) yeah you never forget those times that i mean when they really got one off on you oh yeah he's like yeah this guy killed me i'm like tell me that name again i'm like that name seems familiar and i did some research and i found him like oh this is gonna be perfect because i i hope he remembers killing lippy at some point because that'll just be the full circle for lippy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's i mean there's so many people like that that they just they they made their mark you know they really they're going to be remembered by those people forever now oh and i didn't i didn't ask you this and i always find this question interesting who on hybrid um who has the largest guild Oof, who has the largest guild like in your estimation obviously i mean you know i don't know i'd probably I'd probably go with money, maybe. I mean, there's so many small... There's not really... There's not that guild anymore that just tries to consume everyone. They're mm-hmm. really... They found their groups and their cliques, and they kind of stick to them. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I always like asking that, because sometimes that, you know, it's an interesting answer. Um, and, and and I asked, you know, your mods, this, but I'm asking you, in your estimation, you know, not who, but the person who has the most gold, how much do you think they have? Oh, I'm glad you asked this. Uh, I wouldn't say it's more than two billion. I think the most I've ever seen anyone has was like 1.3, and that was because wow. they just got through robbing and everyone in poker. Really? Wow, yeah. that is. Um, it, I mean, know, I've cause... seen I've seen a full table of poker where everyone, like the richest people in the the game, are playing it all at once, right? right. And that one person gets off, and he just robbed everyone, and the <laughs> next day logs in, loses it all. Oh yeah, no, and. and... You know, we didn't really touch on this, you know, too much, but um, the economy situation, I think, is one of the most challenging things, right, I've ever conceptualized in a in a free shard. How do you – because you can offer gold sinks all day, but there's going to be the hoarders that just don't care. They don't spend money, right? Yeah, that's – I mean, that's the – you have to find what entices them the most, right? So you <laughs> right. have to find something – that they don't have, that they don't have, something that would interest them to make them, you know, let let loose a little bit. Right. And even if, let's say, even if you're not targeting them, maybe you have to find something that someone else wants that they're going to hold on to for quite a while. And then that person's going to be like, you know, I think it's time for me to get that. And then they'll trade them for it. So right. it's not always something that you directly target a specific group of people or a person, but something that you can indirectly do to entertain everyone while still trying to hit that mark. Yeah. And now, you know, and I've said this before. I don't know if it's true. Hybrid was the first shard that offered poker, right? As far as I know, yeah. And are you the still the only one that does poker? No, I think everyone has a, has their own flavor of poker now. 
Okay. Now what? I mean, I know Allen's has poker. Forever has poker. We have yeah. poker. Uh, I mean, I think just. I mean, there was a few other shards that I didn't necessarily play, but learned about that aren't running anymore. But they had poker as well. Poker. I mean, okay. there's a few. There's a few scripts for poker that are public. I mean, I don't know if how great they are, but uh, I'd say just about everyone has poker at this point. Now, what what do you offer in terms of poker? That's is there anything unique on you know hybrid for poker? No, nah, I'd say we. It's been about the same since it came out, to be honest. Okay, cool. No, and, that, and I just find it interesting because I remember, you know, the old school hybrid poker. Like there was just a damn like show boat. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. You know, the poker boat. Yep. Yeah. So and and I and you know I love playing poker and I just remember playing the small tables because it was it was a blast. Like it was like a mini game within the game, right? That's. You know, and that's one of the things that make UO so great is that there's a UO has a lot of mini games that, and people don't even know they exist until they just randomly stumble upon them one day. Well, people don't realize I used to play chess with people on OSI way yeah. back, like way back. <laughs> Remember that yep. they had checkers yep. and chess. <laughs> um, and I and I think you know we forget that magic and, and you know the magic I've experienced um, is lately you know playing and playing all these shards interacting with like orcs and stuff like they're are the orcs still active on hybrid are they around no not that i'm aware of because they they're such a very interesting because i don't rp at all like i have no interest in rping i'm not really good at it <laughs> it just doesn't do anything for me but orcs i always found just so funny right how they operate and it's like their own it's an it's their own mini game right yeah i mean they have their <laughs> They made their own language, man. Like they, yeah. <laughs> right. they, they're they're all in. You know, they're they're all in at this point. And the best thing, the coolest thing about the orcs is that they uh, they have the support of like most so server owners go out of their way to like help them build their own little environment. So right. it just makes it that much better. Oh yeah. Now, do you have like you know anyone that RPs on hybrid, like you know hardcore or anything like that, or what? I don't think so. I'll be honest. The last time I saw anyone really do that was like 2010, maybe. I don't think yeah. hybrid was really the the go to place for that. I mean, I always remember, you know, my fondest memories hybrid was was the PvP. It's just insane. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's nothing. I say hybrid's PvP is the most unique unique thing that there is. I mean, it, it's balls to the wall. Just like you're you're all in. Like I mean, yep. it, it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the that's the best way you know I can describe it because. You know, from my memories, you know, there really wasn't any hiding, evading. I mean, no, nah, if you get caught, you, you you better know how to run away and survive because you're yeah. they're probably going to kill you. Right. You better get the recall off because if not, we're running forever and we're going to find you. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, your your mount will lose stamina, even if it's an ethereal. So like, it's, yeah, it's not wind, but it's it's not. I mean, it's not a. It's not how, but when like you're eventually they're going to get you. Right, exactly. And if you're in a town that you have a house nearby, then even then, man, there's probably someone else waiting near it because they know. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Now, um, is, there, is there anything you want the community at large to know about hybrid or yourself as an owner? Uh, I mean, it, the, real thing, the only thing I really have to say is if you've ever tried hybrid before, I'd give it another chance now. I mean, it's it's not what it was before. We've taken a lot of steps to change the things that happened in the past to never repeat them again. Right. You know, I mean, and we're still, regardless as to if anyone comes back or not, 
or if they do, we're going to continue to progress in the direction that we think is best going to benefit the community that we have now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to say uh, for sure, you know, not only thank you for your time, but I think thank you for the refreshing attitude that, you know, we want to unify people, even if they don't play your shard, they play another shard or, or whatever that, you know, I feel like we've kind of lost our way in, in the UO free shard community that, you know, like, like we talked about before, there's only a certain amount of people that play. So if you start. Yeah. And we can't, yeah. I mean, we're starting to alienate them yeah. and we can't, we can't do that. We need to get back on a more unified ground. I know. And, and I hope, and, and, you know, the, I, I, will, I will tell you just, you know, candidly that, you know, this, this podcast has, has taken um, me for a ride that I never really thought, you know, I didn't even know this was wanted, you know, out there, but just the response I've gotten has just told me, keep going and keep, you know, <laughs> keep pushing the, in the ball down the field because, you know, people want to hear this stuff because, you know, I, I hope in the future, and I don't know the, the correct answer to this, but, you know, there is some sort of central UO hub to go or, whether it's a discord or whatever, I mean, who knows what it's going to be in, you know, five years. Right. But I hope that that does exist at some point. What, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think the main point is that we all, that a lot of people just need to put their differences aside and just kind of understand that the, the real direction to go is the one that includes everyone and puts everyone on a even playing ground, you know, like right. somewhere that's somewhere that's neutral that we don't care, you know, who you are, what you're doing, but we just care about, you know, this is this is our community that we've built and we just want to share it with everyone else. Right. Because, yeah, I mean, no one wants to just PK the same person <laughs> every night. <right? laughs> well, some people do, but. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but, OK, well, thank you very much um, for taking, you know, time out and dealing with crazy schedules in life. And I really appreciate you talking with me. Is there anything else you want to say to everyone? just want to thank you for the opportunity. It was really fun. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're doing this and I hope you stick to it. Yeah, man. I, I, uh, I joke that, you know, I really thought podcasting was as easy as just hit record and go. And yeah, you know, <laughs> boy, more involved. <laughs> I, I was sorely disappointed. You know, I've learned, um, how to record that's important. And then how to do a little editing, you know, of, of the files and, and the, and the voices, but I'm still very green, but I, I do feel it's been, it, it's been so cool. And especially for me as a player to talk to some of the owners and just get your guys' perspective has blown me away because I can, I can honestly say I really had no idea how much work goes you know on behind the scenes. It's a lot, man. I can, I can, I mean, take a look at Allen's. I can only imagine the amount of time and effort they, that they put into that, you know, I mean, and yeah. it's, well, you know, that they, that they were able to accomplish what they accomplished. And I just, I just hope that everyone takes that same attitude and just keeps, keeps going forward. Uh, for sure. And, and I have a feeling we will definitely, I want to circle back. My, my plan is hopefully to circle back with, all the shard owners, maybe at least quarterly, right? And just kind of check in, see where you guys are at, because, you know, these are definitely the most popular, you know, <laughs> listen to clips are from the owners. So, you know, and I hope this is good for you to have a unbiased voice, right? And just, you know, get things off your mind too. Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a different environment. I'll tell you that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thank you very much, Plato. And uh, I'm sure we will talk soon. Yeah, no problem. Appreciate it.